Welcome to the Radically Aligned Show. I'm your host, Dieter Suriani. This is the show that covers topics of spirituality, love, relationships, impact, and everything in between. Welcome to the show where there is no filter and nothing is left off the table. And every episode is guaranteed to take you on a journey deep within yourself. Welcome to the Radically Aligned Show, and let's get this one started. Welcome to today's episode of the Radically Aligned Show. So I'm really excited to have Satyan Raja and Suzanne with me today. They are two of my mentors that have completely transformed my life. When I first met them, when I met Satyan first, my soul said, you're going to be my mentor. And I said it out loud and I was a little bit, you know, blushed in the face because I didn't know the guy. And I remember giggling after because I knew that in some way, shape, or form, this man was going to transform my life and be a big part of my evolution. Brought me down the path of signing up for your eyes' accelerated evolution program. And little did I know that that weekend, I think it was like a three-day program at the time, would completely change my life in really amazing ways and also bring me down a path of a spiritual awakening that I don't think I was really ready for. (laughs) (laughs) but I really, really need it. So, so happy to have both of you here today. I love everything that you're doing and um, you you guys are huge inspiration for me and I'm just really happy to have both of you. So thank you for being here and sharing this space. Thank you. Thank you. Always wonderful to be with you. (laughs) Thank you. So what I'd love to dive in today, I just admire your guys' relationship so much and how you both are conscious creators, conscious leaders, and you're just amazing mentors. I've never had mentors like this in my life where I actually stand by everything that you do and see you are who you say you are. You walk the talk, you live in alignment with your purpose. And I'd love to hear a little bit about the evolution of your relationship together and how you have really stepped into this place of creating a legacy together, because this is something that I feel so many of us want to create with our partner or attract a partner like that. But it's just, I just love to hear your story. Hmm, Thank you. I want to say that for me, I I wanted I wanted truth in my life in a big way. I yearned for truth, authenticity, reality. And it wasn't always apparent for me. I didn't necessarily see it out in the world. I would I would hear what truth is supposed to be, but I didn't necessarily see what was in alignment with that. And I feel like from very young, my soul was yearning for truth, deep truth. And it's interesting because Satyan's name means truth, deep connection with God um, growing up, very deep connection. So I would speak to God. And as I got older, I asked God, I said, God, send me, send me a man that is of truth, And I kept praying and I kept asking for that over and over and over again. And I mean, you know, we'll get to our complete story, but I wanted to start it with that and say that I had a connection with the divine and I feel that divine, it was a divine happening that we came together and it's been that way ever since. So I want to start that way. And then... Well, we're high school buddies, mm-hmm. friends in high school. We became 
you know, intimate and close and boyfriend, girlfriend after high school and have been together now 34 years. <laughs> and so it's been a very amazing journey of life, you know, everything you can think of. Now we have two young adult children. So we've got children together. We've opened up multiple businesses. We've mentored and taught, you know, I would say over at least 100,000 students personally now for over 30 years personally, like directly in our live events, not just online, not probably more now, maybe, maybe, maybe double that if I really look at it. And that journey of being a servant, really servant leader is really what our life is about. And for me, the essence of our relationship is devotion to something bigger than just ourselves, right? We use a model of three stages of relationship. First stage is me oriented. We're trying to fulfill, get our partners to fulfill things within ourselves that they can never fulfill. And so we project upon them all types of expectations that they can never fulfill. And then when we're not happy, we blame them. So that's when we're in a me moment, we're in a first stage moment of relationship. Then there's a we moment where there's equanimity, balance, 50-50, sharing, listening, good communication. That's the next evolution. Fairness, treating each other equal as men and women, not like the old school where women were not as respected as men and such. But we're about third stage relationship and third stage relationship is finding the devotion to each other's greatest offering on the planet. What is Suzanne here for? What is, what is her true dharma, her karma? What is her gift in the world? What is her joy, her pleasure, her ecstasy? And my role, my joyful role is, is to be a servant of her upliftment and enlightenment for her to reach that. And the beauty is, is she has that same for me. So that reciprocal devotion to living the highest expression of who and what we are, I believe has been the fuel that has kept us going through challenges, through ecstasies, through huge gains in life and business and through, you know, traumatic challenges as well. So, but that devotion of the heart at a soul level of commitment for the sake of the all and for the sake of all beings to us is the essence of what keeps our relationship and passion alive. I love that. That's so beautiful. So, I, I love what you shared too, Suzanne, about craving truth, wanting truth. Truth is one of my top values today. It wasn't always though. And so with that, as you step into this third stage of your evolution or third stage of being in relationship, what does that look like? How does someone go from a me to a we to a really being in a space of devotion? Because I'm, I know that there's tools that you guys use, but how does someone move through that and they're consciously aware of it so that they can really be in that space of what it really truly feels like to me is unconditional love for self unconditional love for the other person and also unconditional love and devotion to your purpose. How does someone get there? Well, I mean, it is through, it is through those stages. You know, it's, it's truly about first knowing yourself, getting to know who you are and what you're here for. And so for me, it's been a time of really getting to know me as the one who is here for something bigger than just me. Someone who's, you know, it, it's really, it's really truly this. We're talking about unconditional love here. We're talking about love here. We're talking about love and freedom here fully. And so in our life and in our practice and how to move from where you are to this kind of place, it's about really Asking yourself, why am I here? Why am I really here on this earth? 
And slowing down and realizing that you have the time because you're here for a reason. That's what I did. I went inside. What am I here for? And when I, when I drop into that place, I come to the place of it's love. It's love fully. I'm here to give love fully, receive love fully without holding back. That is my happy place. And if I'm doing or feeling anything less than that, then there's something that's off. And it's something that I need to return to and go inside myself first and foremost and check in on that. Is it that I need more self-care? Because I notice that when I get tight or when I get upset with my partner, most times it is that I have neglected my self-care. And when I return to that as a a feminine practitioner, what I need when I'm needing self-care is I'm needing to a praise. I need praise. I need to, I need to tell myself, you know, you're good enough. You know, you are, I love you. I love you so much. This is what I love about you. Talk to myself in loving ways. And then I need contact. I need contact with others. A lot. And when I don't have that contact, I look for that in my partner. I look for my partner to be my, my feminine contact that I'm, that I'm yearning for. And so when I get the feminine contact, when I get contact with those that understand me deeply, then I get juicy. I get more alive. And then when we connect, because we have our principle is something higher, what happens is we connect We get this joy and this passion that comes over each one of us. And that's like fireworks that extend to our family, our community, and beyond and beyond the beyond. And then we're just constantly fed. It's like an entrance and and a feeding, and then it feeds us, and then it comes back. So it's a gift that keeps on giving. And I would say that the answer to your question is start with loving yourself. And then extend that outwards. That's how it works for me. Love that. And so today in the world that we live in, it really does feel like so much of the programming has been about look for answers outside of yourself. Look for that person that's going to complete you. Go and do this. Dress this way. You know what I'm saying? It's all about external. And what is so powerful about the work that both of you teach and live is it's about the inside out, not the outside in. And through the inside out is how we can create a life that we love, but that we are in love with. And and that also is in, in love with us because that's really about being in connection with nature and the subtleties. And so Within the dynamic of your guys' relationship as, and it's so beautiful just to see you guys together because you have a really strong friendship, a really great way of building and creating together where Suzanne comes in and she's kind of like the fairy at the trainings (laughs) where she comes in and she just brings the juice, heats it up. And then we get back to work and we learn and we do. And it's so powerful when you're really in your space of just self-expression. So actually that's where I want to go first. So for you, what are some of the the rituals or the practices to really embody and connect with yourself on a consistent basis? Because I know you work with women, you help them really align with themselves and connect and express. And I know that it would give so much value. You can share some of those rituals with us. Of course. Um, And I love that you're speaking of self-expression because that's everything 
I was to encapsulate my, my purpose in life, it's about fully expressed in all ways, in all areas of my life. And so I begin um, with a practice every day. And my practice begins with a yoga practice so that I am able to express through my body. There are no parts of me that are kinked up. And that's the why behind yoga for me. I have to have a why. So it's, it's nice to say, okay, have a practice, but really know why are you doing what you're doing? And so for me, the big why and the big reason behind me wanting to get up in the morning and get to my yoga is that I can move, I can express, I can bring all of me onto my mat and I can move my love through me without any kinks in my body for that flow to be freely flowing. And then... From there, I go into a meditative practice, a shorter practice where I'm sitting and I'm actually cleaning the clutter of my mind so that it's, it's necessary to clean the clutter so you can start each day fresh. So I've moved the energy. Now I'm sitting and I'm going through clearing the clutter there. From there, I take a walk in nature. So we have a beautiful space, but wherever you, you can be to get some fresh air, take a look at and be in nature. Nature is called nature for a reason. Human nature is called human nature for a reason. It's the same thing. Going into nature is, is where you get to breathe and really feel. Breathe, feel, see, become one with your own nature, which is magnificent. And so when you're in nature, you have that feeling, you breathe it in and know that that's you. And so for me, I get to experience that. And I, and I have the added pleasure of taking my little dog for a walk. She shows me all of what I need to see anyway. You know, she's my greatest teacher. And then when I come back, oh, before I do that, um, I like to do a little cold water plunge. You may not have a pool. I have a pool. I go into the water. It doesn't matter what weather. Go into that. I'm all about empowerment as well. So when I go into cold water and I come out, I feel like on top of the world. I don't put on a towel right away. I come out, I feel on top of the world. And then I finish it off with sacred dance. So um, Satyan was speaking of the stages. So there's the first stage of me, the second stage of like, I do this for myself. So I'll, I'll explain the three stages when it comes to dance, sacred dance. So the first stage, the me stage is you know, when you're dancing and everyone's looking at you, are you feeling like people are looking at you? So you're dancing for people. So I feel like I can dance. You, you know, however you are, I feel like I can dance. So I'm dancing so that others see me. Oh, I hope they see me. Oh, so that's the first stage. That's kind of fun. But you know what? There's, there's more to that. So then there's the second stage. The second stage for me in, in sacred dance is about I'm dancing for myself. This is my own dance. This is about me feeling me and how I'm in there. And it's it, there is a self-care in that. There's a feeling of, I don't care if anyone's watching. I'm dancing so that, you know, no one's watching. And I'm just, I'm enjoying that. I take a while in that. I love that piece. And then once I'm ready, then it's a dance for all beings, Starting with my man, you know, he's, he might still be sleeping. He's usually sleeping upstairs. I dance so that he can feel me. Even though he's sleeping, 
I give him that gift of my, my movement, my body, my joy. And then I extend that out, family, my, our kids, our family, the community. Again, it gets filled. And that is one of the ways. Mm. That is my way of starting. But one of the, the things that I do in my day, but that's how I start my day. Mm, dance is so powerful. I feel like it's one of the most powerful ways to transform energy that's stuck or embody wisdom that I have in my mind or something I'm learning or wanting to release or shift. It's like just move into dance and it just, it integrates into my, my legs, my hips, my whole body. And it's just, um, it's the embodiment practice, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Love that. So another space that I'd love to share on is what are your, your practices or ways of being? Because One of the things that David Data talks about is the masculine and the feminine and the dynamics there. And I feel like a lot of us in life, as we're creating in the world and we're relating in the world, sometimes our masculine and feminine dynamics can be off. So I'd love for you to share a little bit on the masculine and the feminine in the space of creating a sacred relationship and also in the world with the work that you do. Well, this is a huge topic, but we'll do our best to make it succinct. So the masculine, the way we look at it is consciousness, that which is ever still and ever present and that which is unmoving and unchanging, the dynamic awareness, the stillness, the divine self, that is the eternal non-changing self. That's what we're calling the masculine. doesn't relate to male because we as men, women of any type of sexual orientation all have this masculine energy. In the East, some, in India, we might call this Shiva or Shiv consciousness. It's complement, not its opposite. It's complement is the feminine energy. And the feminine essence is not the consciousness, but that which consciousness is conscious of, which is existence. So all of existence, anything that has matter, energy, space and time, color, flavors, tastes, emotions, anything that is in constant movement, which is the universe, the cosmos itself, is the great feminine. And we have that within us as well. Understanding how these apply on a human day-to-day level in relationships is essential to our passion. So we have a philosophy, and our philosophy is ignite passion first. Everything else can wait. There's so many other things that will try to pry into our priorities and try to usurp our priorities. But we don't do that. We say, let's ignite our passion first. Everything else can wait. Now, how do you ignite passion? Well, According to the masculine-feminine model, very simple model, you're either attracting each other by polarizing your masculine and feminine energies. So I might be more masculine and polarized by doing my masculine practices of meditation, stillness, yoga, tai chi, qigong, martial arts, uh, hanging out with other brothers that evoke my masculine energy, taking myself on an inner challenge, a mental, emotional, spiritual challenge, a physical challenge. That evokes my masculine energy. Now, when my masculine energy is evoked in really 10 out of 10, and she's evoking her feminine energy through all the feminine practices she shared about earlier, then when we meet each other, there's a natural sizzle and attraction because our arcs of polarity are energizing to each other, for each other, and they pull us together. Now, the other thing that can happen is, is we can neutralize our energies. So if I'm not in my masculine or feminine, I'm just sort of neutral. She's in her not masculine energy or feminine flow. She's sort of neutral. That's the second stage energy. That's neutral. That's good for work, good for colleagues, coworkers. If you're in work, you don't want to evoke your sexual energies at work. You want to be cordial. You want to be respectful. You want to see each other as human beings, not sexual beings. Okay? 
Now, then there's the worst thing that can happen, and that is repulsion. Also, if I'm in my feminine and she is in her feminine, there's no one driving the car. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. And that causes depolarization. So rather than cause repulsion, neutralization, in our relationship, we're always aiming to stoke the fire of devotion and passion by having our masculine and feminine energies replenished, evoked, and supportive of each other. So that's how we do it with each other. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I love that. And and it's so cool because when you're in your masculine and your feminine, it's like you're so attracted to each other, but the neutralization is, as you were saying, is so good for work. <laughs> but in a relationship, if you're always doing the same things together and you're not going and really feeding yourself, then you know it can, it can fall flat. So with that being said, so as you guys are creating in the world, um, you both work with a lot of leaders. And I know you have so many um, really powerful insights and tools. And as leaders who help leaders evolve and with the leadership that's going on in the world right now, what are the main areas of, hmm, how do I say this in a tactful way? What are the areas that you see that really need the most support with leaders themselves who are potentially haven't done the inner work because there's so much duality. I know you guys have incredible tools with um, Accelerated Evolution for you know integrating duality and coming into a space of wholeness. So what are some of the problems that you see that are happening with leadership and and what do you think is needed more now than ever? Well, I'll tell you, um, rest, replenishment, and rejuvenation are one of the aspects of things that are really missing in leaders right now because there's such a go, 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 got to get it done, got to get it done, panic, uncertainty, all the different things that are going on in the world right now, especially, there is a race to get to the other side. And, you know, on some level, it's great, because we must do what we need to do. And there is a power behind that. And if we are unbalanced, and we don't recognize the value, the the intrinsic, the, the importance of rest, a rest. So everyone's trying to cut back on their rest. And it's like, cheer, cheer you on. How much rest do you need? Well, how much? Well, you know what? I don't actually need this much rest. Look, look how much I did this day and that day. And it's like a a great big win to not have a lot of rest. It's not. It adds up along the way. And what happens is it bleeds into the next thing, into the next thing, into the next thing. And suddenly things start shutting down. So rest is so valuable. Taking naps, if you can, 20 minutes in the day. If you're being efficient, you can look into your schedule and create that like it's an appointment. 20 minutes. If you can take a 20-minute nap in your day, somehow wind down and come back. 20 minutes is so valuable. It feels luxurious. And you are so much more effective the rest of the day if you can do that. So I'm not that into my day. I try and uh, help my beloved to do that as well. And, you know, we, we, we do this. The next thing, replenishment. What do you need? Food, water, nourishment, vitamins. What is it that you need so that you can keep going so that this machine is well-oiled, it's got enough gas, can get to where it's going? You must have the things that replenish. And then there is rejuvenation. So rejuvenation is actually my sexy 
idea of what I think that us as leaders, for some reason, you can't get enough rest and you're not being, you're not replenished enough. You're out on in a desert out there and it's like, I got all this stuff to do. Rejuvenation is what, what will keep you turned on sexually. But you got to find out what that is and have yourself be turned on. Whatever it takes for you to be turned on will rejuvenate you and will bring you to life and will give you the resuscitation that you need to be able to do what it is that you, that you need to do. I love that. Rest, replenishment and rejuvenation. And Sachin, do you have something to say? Yeah, I mean, the number one challenge is that most leaders are out to make a big difference is, well, first of all, they don't have a massive transformational purpose. They have a lightweight purpose. They've got some, if I just hit this for money or monetary reasons, but they're not willing to blow themselves up and throw themselves up and sack and, and be devoted to the great big picture. When you do that and you can find and craft and call upon a massive transformational purpose, that's number one. Okay. Number two is overwhelm, struggle, stress, and overwhelm. The other other challenge that most business leaders have is that they have got struggle imprints that are running their subconscious mind. And so although they might be having outer success, there's all types of internal struggle patterns, uh, self-sabotage, sabotage from outside, wrong hiring practices, things screwing up all around here and there. Those are reflections of inner discord and inner disharmony that appear in the external world. So we got to deal with that. We got to remove and transform the, if you will, interference patterns to transcendent leadership. And the last thing is relationship that I have seen. So most business leaders behind the scenes, they have challenges in their relationships. It's either boring or flat, or there's contention and challenge, or it's dried up. And because the energy is all in the outer world, when we say, okay, we're going to focus on really cultivating and making passion first, then our business is coming to alignment. So those are the areas that we see as the number one challenges of leadership. I love that. And so right now, what are you guys working on that you're excited about that you want to share or anything else that you really want to share and express today? Because you have so much wisdom and throwing the ball over to you, anything that you feel called to share with a lot of the listeners are people who want to be in a space of leadership, but they may be blocked by some of those things that you were saying, Satyan, of overwhelm. And, you know, a lot of the audience and community is they have a big vision of where they want to be, but they feel kind of stuck and there's a gap there. So anything that you want to share? Well, first of all, I'm going to invite everyone to come to our website and put your name on our email list at warriorsage.com. Be part of our community. We've got a leader. We've got three leadership trainings, all for free. You can download One's on abundance. It's called the abundance activation. The other one is called relationship activation. And the other one is enlightened power activation. Those will help you big time. It's totally free. And it's, it's, it's a really powerful online course. The other thing is, is that Suzanne and I are doing a series of retreats and online intense trainings, if you will, deep dives for conscious leaders, what we call transcendent leadership. And so if anyone has an interest in that, again, go to our website, warriorsage.com, get on our email list, and we will notify you when those events are happening very soon. And then you can come and hear about, you know, what we're going to be doing. Our focus right now, whenever we're doing leadership training, we have five areas we develop. First of all is warriorship, enlightened spiritual warriorship, to be able to be fearless in the face of the world right now. That's number one. Number two is tantra. 
learning the art of sacred sexuality, whether you're single or in relationship, to keep this energy of sexual dynamic that's awakened and alive and enlightened, strong in our bodies, in our minds, to affect the world, to bring more light into the world. The next area we focus on is shamanism. We take plant medicine ceremonies, shamanic ceremonies, so that we can do deep inner journeying to work on the inner dimensions of being. The other thing we focus on is self-realization, self-actualization. We've got to learn how to tap into the universal force of manifestation. These combine warriorship, tantra, shamanism, enlightenment, and manifestation make for a complete whole that really elevate us to be the transcendent leaders the world is waiting for for us. In all areas of our life. Mm-hmm. Really being the leader, being the leader in our life is what it is. It really sounds like leading your life. Is leading your life and becoming the individual and the person that people wish to follow. Why would someone want to follow you and be guided and be served by you rather than look for someone else or reject you? Because you're emanating a type of strength of body, mind, and spirit and achievement and possibility that is tangible, not just words, but is transmitting through your being. To achieve that degree of transmission, we have to do that degree of work to be the transmission that turns on. That's the sacred leadership work of today. I'm all excited. <laughs> like feeling the energy. I'm getting all excited. Um, yes. <laughs> so with that, I would love for you to share what it means to be a warrior sage. I was in your master coach program for a year and it was so transformational. And I would love for you to share what being a warrior sage really means. We are a practicing school. You know, there is talk and talk can be real cheap when it's not put into practice. And a true warrior sage is one who leads by example. And so that is really what our life has been built upon. And it it is from that standard that we call ourselves warrior sages. I believe we all have that inherent archetype of the warrior and sage within us to whatever degree it's activated and galvanized. The warrior for me is the part within us that can face the impossible, face our fears with our chin up, our hearts wide open, and we can succeed in spite of fear, in spite of the world saying, no, you can't. That's true warriorship from the heart. The sage is tapping into our internal wisdom, our self-enlightenment, the the joyful uh, appreciation of all that we have right here, right now, without needing anything more. That is the wisdom of the sage, the eternal, timeless wisdom that emanates and lives in our soul. The warrior is the active side of that. The soul is the inside side of that. When we have them together activated, we have an unstoppable force that we become to serve the world to its highest. Mm, Powerful. So I feel so blessed to have both of you here today. You guys are so busy doing all of the things that you do. And I'm so grateful for both of you and having you in my life. Is there anything else you'd love to share with our listeners today? Only you're very lucky to be listening to Deidre today. And that um, just the fact that you tune in to this, this sort of positively transforming in your own life transmission 
is just showing that you're ready for the next step in your life or you're continuing a life of leadership. And so I would say blessings and love to you and just gratitude, gratitude for being here. Thank you. I love you guys so much. I wish I could give you a hug right now. And I can't wait to be back at the headquarters and spend some time with you guys on an upcoming retreat or something. Please keep me posted because I'm I'm like, I really want to be a part of what you guys are doing. I miss you. And um, I'm just so grateful for all of the teachings, all of the, the deep teachings that I've learned from both of you. And I wouldn't you where I'm at without both of you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Deidre. Thank Thanks for listening to the Radically Aligned Show. We love our community and we love that you're here spending time with us. And we want to hear from you. What has been your biggest insight, win, or aha, or moment during this episode? We'd love to have you join the community. So come on over to Facebook. We have a Facebook community for the Radically Aligned community. And we'd love to hear what you're up to, what your stories are, what's resonating, and what you want more of. And if you haven't already, go ahead and click subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes that drop every Thursday. And if you love the show, you love the content, please go ahead and leave a review. It would mean so much to us. Have an amazing day. Sending you lots of love. Mwah.